0: As promised, folks, talk about a big dog guest, uh, my good, good friend, uh, Brother Carl, Pastor Carl, I call him, I lovingly call him uh, Brother Carl, uh, but uh, Brother Carl is pastor uh, of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in in Florida and um, author, uh, oh God, the books this man has written, The Rabbi Who Found Messiah. Uh, The magic man in the sky when the lion roars, be thou prepared gods and thrones and um, brother, how are you? Brother, brother, I'm doing great.
1: Thank you so much for that gracious introduction. And, yes, you are my brother, my friend. It's good to be back with
0: you, Brother Craig. Hey, it's so good to have you back. And uh, always good to have my number one guest. And uh, it's no longer a tie. I think we've had you on about a dozen times. And it's always it is i'm just so looking forward to it because you always have something uh wonderful and interesting to share with the audience and uh i hope you and pam your lovely wife are doing well yes yes
1: i am and 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 she is and thank you so much and i i uh i i'm sure that your family is doing well yeah as as well
0: Yeah. yeah we're just we're very very blessed and um you know so much going on, I just got through talking about uh and i really i this this really should be the title of my next article the yeah. high tech assassination of president donald J trump you know uh and yeah. you remember uh back in uh, I think it was nineteen eighty nine uh the confirmation of uh Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas when he referred to the way the left wing uh neoliberal Democrats treated him. He called it a high tech lynching.
1: Yes. No, yeah. I, I remember it well. I do. And listen, that kind of high tech assassination and character assassination uh, is is you know, I mean that's that's the scourge of the day. And, yeah. and listen, I'm I'm subject to it. You're subject to it. Oh and of course, man. We're not comparing ourselves with the stature of of, of the president, but uh, yeah, it's 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 horrific. But you know. Yeah.
0: It, and the listeners are subject to it. All you have to do is align yourself with truth. Okay, yes. if you do God's will, there's an enemy out there. I mean, this, isn't this right out of the book of Daniel, how they said that, uh, hey, we can't find anything wrong with the way the man does his job, so let's set a trap for him because we got to get rid of this guy.
1: That's right. That's right. So the deep state. The deep state's been around ever since the Garden of Eden. Hey, hello. Hello.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so, and
1: by the way, so has fake news. Oh, well, did God really say? God didn't say. Exactly. That. God didn't mean that. God's a liar. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No new thing under <laughs> the sun. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, fake news and
1: deep state. Yeah. yeah
0: I, I was privileged to give a speech to a, uh, a ladies' prayer group uh, last Saturday, right after the program. I hightailed it on, on over there. And uh, that was the subject of my talk. There's no new thing under the sun. And it's all this stuff from, you know, the, the so-called healthcare crisis crisis, uh, the deep state attack, the fake news. Oh, none of it is new. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You open God's word. You can find it all. <laughs>
1: You're absolutely right. In the in the book of Ecclesiastes, he says that there's nothing new under the sun. Everything repeats itself, and and uh, so we're we we find ourselves. And as a matter of fact, you know, Jesus gave us hints of that when he declared in Luke chapter 17. Uh, he said, you know, he said just before the return of the Son of Man. It will be just like it was in the days of Noah. Now that's Jesus' words. Just mm-hmm. like it was. What does "just" mean? Just like it was. And He said, "And it will be just like it was in the days of Lot." And of course, you can. Ooh, you know, aren't we you there? Can, yeah. yeah. So, so you can go through all of those uh, passages of Scripture about the days of Noah, and you discover about the violence that filled the earth, wickedness in man's heart, the corruption of all flesh, human and animal flesh. Uh, the perversion of sexuality and marriage, uh, you go to Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot and you find the same kinds of things and even, even some worse descriptions. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Jesus said, you know, it'll be just like those days, meaning that everything's going to come full circle. And when God pushes the reset button again, like He did in the days of Noah, but this time with the return of His son, breathing His very breath, destroying the works of man. But when God pushes the reset button again, it will be because the earth has come full circle, right yeah. back to the days of Noah and Lot.
0: Yeah, and and we're certainly there. There's a there's a case of a uh, a woman who was engaged in a homosexual uh, relationship, and she got herself uh, impregnated with uh, artificial insemination. Lisa Miller, I don't know if you're familiar with the case, but she had to flee the nation because a judge wanted to give uh, custody of the little daughter, Isabella, uh, to her former uh, lesbian partner. Now, this woman has found Christ, and she's turning away from that uh but she's the mother she's the birth mother, and the other woman uh was did not adopt there's no paperwork in in uh state of Virginia where I live uh A judge said that uh you know what what they do in Vermont has no bearing on Virginia law. The child was born in Virginia the woman lived in Virginia. they sent the case to Vermont anyway, and now a Christian pastor. Some some Christians wanted to help this woman. They helped her escape the United States because that's the only way she could save her daughter. Uh, yeah. The judge had ordered this woman to have um, visitation with this woman whom she had not seen for two and a half years, and the woman was showing the little girl how to masturbate, taking baths with her, reading this book to her, Heather Has Two Mommies. And now this Christian pastor has been found guilty of aiding and abetting international kidnapping. Now, this is the woman's own daughter. Yeah. And the pastor has to go to jail for three years. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, brother, listen, it's the signs of the time. And I'm not giving up the fight. Don't, don't hear me. Don't hear that in my voice. I'm just saying that this is it's a, the perversion knows no depth yeah. um and so even even in the attempt of one like uh president trump and those that uh hold to his values of you know, a constitutional and borders and, and, you know, inequality and et cetera, et cetera. Even, even though, even he is finding out that the deep state is alive. It's well, it's filthy. The swamp is nasty. Uh, the more you drain it, the more the swamp creatures go out of their minds, the more they attack, the more they bite. I mean, this, this building of the deep state, this building of the, of the fake news, the f- fake news is the foundation of it, but this building of the deep state to, subvert the United States of America, the Constitutional Republic, the rule of law. This has been going on truly since the foundation of our nation at at one level or another. But it has been going in the last 100 years. It has been hot and heavy, and and it really ramped up and came to a fever pitch during the days of Obama, and they thought Hillary Clinton was going to walk right in. Mm -hmm. And, brother, you and I wouldn't even be on the radio today had she won that election. We're still here, but I don't know how much longer.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they, you know, they would have gotten another appointment to the uh FCC and you know, they they w- they would have just said, "Hey, you know, you guys have to have the other p- viewpoint and how am I going to do my radio of truth?" And they say, "Well, okay, now Satan, you've heard Brother Craig. What do you have to say?" <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right, 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 right. or they, yeah. you know, you've heard Brother Carl. You you do you doing Freedom Friday still?
1: Oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know
0: and strong. you wouldn't be able to do your program yeah no in
1: fact it would even it could even be worse than that i mean i've got dear friends who are um, uh, premier broadcasters in the nation of Canada, both television and radio, oh. and they can't even mention the stuff that you and I are talking about.
0: And they, yeah, you, you I've hear heard about stuff. what they're doing oh, yeah. in Canada. Yeah, they'll oh. shut
1: them down. They'll shut them down and put them in jail and shut their programs down. And I mean, it's just yeah, the politically correct police are thick, thick, thick. That's a heavy, heavy duty thing in Canada. Yeah,
0: and you know they they pretend it's just like. Um you read in the days of Jesus that they would feign themselves just men, and so they these people pretend they put on a cloak of righteousness. They don't just come out and just be like uh, Stalin or Mao. Yeah, they put or I, I don't maybe Stalin and Mao maybe they had a cloak of righteousness uh, also, but it's you know since they killed people in the hundreds of millions, it's um, you know everyone knows that they're wicked. But yeah. in, in in this country, they put on this cloak of righteousness that we're doing this to protect the little guy. And, you know, yeah. that's the Democrat Party mantra that, you know, in, in spite of their history, this false mantra still seems to ring true to half of America. So is it something wrong with the thinking of half of America or is there something wrong with our side and our inability to articulate uh, truth in a way that is forceful, uh, fair. Now, you know, I'm not saying, uh, brother Carl, that we should imitate, uh, them, uh, w- but certainly we could imitate the force that they use, but just do it with righteousness. Well, well, I think it's, I think it's both brother Craig.
1: I mean, you've, you've brilliantly presented the scenarios that, uh, uh that are the foundational, uh, elements of the problems we're facing. And, and it's both, it's both half, half of America, uh... They, they're not us. <laughs> and yeah. I, don't, I don't mean that in an ugly way. I mean, <laughs> they don't understand our constitutional republic. They don't understand rule of law. They don't understand the power of the individual and the celebration of individual liberty and, and creativity. They don't understand the need for borders or you don't have a nation. They don't mm-hmm. understand the need for a superpower military or the enemies around the world will come in and overwhelm you and conquer you like every other wicked empire has ever done. They don't understand these things. Mm -hmm. And there's various reasons why they don't understand. Some of them have just been dumbed down over the last 100 years. Some of them are here some of them are here as a result of implants purposed implants by the enemy they're among us mm-hmm. and and then of course the rest of it is here because of the purposed uh efforts of the deep state over the years building up the the judicial system packing yeah. it with communist socialist ultra left-wing uh the media the courts the, the congress etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. so you've got that factor of the equation that half of america just doesn't get it they don't get yeah. what you and i get they don't want what you and i want they yeah. don't want what donald trump wants the other half is is that those who are more on our side and way of thinking the other half of america uh, they're just now beginning to wake up brother mm-hmm. they've been in slumber for for 50 years and and some to finish
0: waking up because this yeah. <laughs> this midterm election is going to be a big it's one right i here. think the, num- the the participation numbers i think are going to go through the roof
1: I, I think so, too, on both sides, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely on both sides, yeah. yeah. Now, for you all out, if you're just joining us, I have my good friend uh, my good friend and brother, Pastor Carl Gallops, is with us, and one of the things I neglected to mention in my introduction of Brother <laughs> Carl is that he's also a uh, former law enforcement officer uh, in the state of Florida, I think uh, officer of the year for two different sheriff's departments, actually, and so— Now, in in law enforcement, uh, people on our side, so to speak, uh, people that believe in rules and law and order, uh, a lot of these tactics, these uh, strong-arm tactics that are being used against uh, people like Paul Manafort and Cohen, uh, we used to either outright applaud them or would ignore them under the guise of, well, if you strong arming a criminal, so what? Maybe he didn't do this one, but I bet he did something else. And so there was not um, an examination uh, or not a close examination of times uh, when law enforcement went overboard, because that was seen as the price of law in order that, uh, you know, you're going to a few around the edges, uh, you you may go a little bit overboard. But now that this is being exposed as uh, someone that is in, in the case of uh, Cohen, okay, he's pled guilty to things that are not crimes under pressure. You look at Flynn. The uh, FBI said Flynn did not lie. Then they force him to admit that he lied in order to stop the financial bleeding because he can no longer afford a uh, $500 per hour uh, lawyer's Uh, And I guess you multiply that times however many lawyers they have. And so this is so you have this thing flipped upside down and the Democrats for years have claimed to be uh, wanting to stop uh, overzealous prosecutors. But now they are championing overzealous prosecutors. Yeah, their hypocrisy
1: knows no end because the leftists are out to destroy this nation. So what they mean when they want to stop overzealous prosecutors, they mean when those overzealous prosecutors are used against them. That's what they mean because their hypocrisy knows no boundaries. And so, again, this is all a part of the deep state, communist, socialist, far-left tactics that have been going on for a good 100 years it's in, in, the, in the whole uh, attempt to subvert this, the sovereignty and the power and the strength of this nation. Now, listen, that's at the political level. You know, you and I are believers. I'm a, I'm a student of the Word, a preacher, teacher of the Word for 35 years, um, an author of books about the Word of God. I happen to know, and you happen to know, we look at the world through a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. So we understand that this is deeply spiritual, deeply spiritual. And so when we speak of the deep state, We must never forget, there is an absolutely deeper state. It's with Satan as its head. Mm. And when you look at the all-out hatred of the nations launched at Israel, and the return of Jerusalem to a return to oh, Israel yes. and what Donald Trump did with that. And you look at the all-out hatred of the nations and, and people, half of our own nation, towards the United States of America, the largest Christian nation the planet has ever known. And by Christian, that means there's more people professing Jesus Christ as as mm-hmm. as Savior in our nation than in any other singular nation. And you look at the wickedness that, that prevails in our nation, and you've got to think, my gosh, Man, this is an all-out launch attack of Satan and the demonic realm against that nation which represents the spread of the gospel and that other nation which represents God's promise to the Jewish people and to the world. And you can see the spiritual connections. And so, brother, this this attempt to overthrow the United States is not merely a political deal. This is deeply spiritual, brother.
0: Mm -hmm. So now what's wrong with preachers that are preaching the word of God, I mean, is it, do we just simply say, well, they, you know, we could quote a scripture and say they, they have a form of godliness, but deny the power of God. Is, is it just that simple that these are just, um, people that are in the religion business and, you know, they're not truly about their father's business, like a son, but more like an employee? Yeah. I think that's a huge part of it, Brother
1: Craig. If you're asking my opinion, you know, I'm going to give you my opinion for what it's worth. I think that's a huge part of it. But I think it's much more complex than that because mm-hmm. you did ask the question. I know it was rhetorical because I know you know the answer. But you <laughs> asked the question, is it, is it simply this? And, and the answer is it is that. It is that, but I don't think it's simply that, mm-hmm. in that there are some uh, some good people out there in pulpits and preaching the Word that really love the Lord and love His Word, and and really their heart is to, to do the right thing, to, to grow disciples and Christians in the Word of God so they can accurately handle the Word of Truth, but many of them have been uh, you know, swept up in the world, swept up in the busyness, swept up in the continual spiritual onslaught in their own churches and ministries. Uh, their t- attention has been diverted. A lot of them have graduated from semini- seminaries and Bible colleges from, uh, that that do not connect the dots from Genesis to Revelation uh, in the appropriate contextual way. And so a lot of them become, uh, you know, to the, to the pulpits and to the ministry field, ill-equipped uh, and, and not really understanding how to do deep research investigative research of the scriptures and to connect the dots with uh you know with scholarly uh attestation and and word studies and and so so then you wind up with people uh that they just don't know how to do it or they get a little lazy, and I'm not trying to be disparaging. I'm just Mm -hmm. answering your question. I've been at this for a long time. I've been all over the world. I've been all over the United States. I've talked to thousands over the years of church members and pastors. I know what I'm talking about, brother. I'm Mm -hmm. surrounded by pastors in my own region for 33 years. I've been the senior pastor of one church. I've seen people come and go from pulpits. I know what I'm talking about, brother. Some of them are shysters. Some of them are Mm -hmm. in it for a business, some of them think it's an easy life, and it is if you're not for real. If you're if you're not for real, you can just fake it and go on and be a, oh, a superstar yeah. or whatever. Even. Yeah.
0: Uh, Satan went after Jesus <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the desert and, and made that offer that, uh, you know, if you just bow down to me, I'll give you all of this, the kingdoms, yeah. the money, I, I guess the, the women, or in the case of the Catholic Church, the little boys. I mean, well. it just all, you know, and I, I'm not disparaging the entire Catholic Church, but that's, that's a big, that's, I mean, in one diocese, in one state, 1,000 little boys have been violated. I know. And did you notice that when he offered that
1: to Jesus, Jesus didn't say, well, those are not your to gi- yours to give, but, but, but rather Jesus just quoted scripture and basically told him, uh, you know, go jump off a cliff. I'm not taking mm-hmm. your deal. But the point is, at that point in time, Jesus even told his own disciples that that Satan was the prince of this world. Mm-hmm. He is the ruler of this world. He's the prince of the power of the air. But that's temporary. That's temporary. Jesus is coming for the restitution of all things. He's coming to reclaim it all. He's coming to restore it all. He's already won the battle on Calvary's cross in an empty tomb, and he's coming again. Mm-hmm. And it will be under the domain of King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But the point is, is. We're still living on the other side of that. We are ambassadors for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Our purpose in life is not to see how rich we can get, how much power we can get, and how many positions and prestige we can get, and how many friends we can get and likes we can get on Facebook. That's not our purpose purpose in life. Our purpose in life as born again believers is to be ambassadors for the kingdom of Jesus Christ for the soon coming Mm -hmm. kingdom. And so, um, yeah, so, so, but that's, that's what's going on in today's church. So in America, we've had such the, the great blessing has become our great curse. That is, our great blessing is, is that we're strong and we're relatively free. I mean, you know. Yeah, freer than relatively. Any place. Yeah, freer <laughs> than almost any other place on the planet. But we're strong and we're free and we're prosperous. Those are our blessings. The curses are we're strong and we're free mm. and we are prosperous. <laughs> because what happens is then the churches get fat and lazy and, lazy. and yeah, yeah. And, and and uninformed and misinformed and satisfied to be fat and lazy mm-hmm. and uninformed and misinformed. And, and then you've got, as I said, uh, pastors that either they're too lazy in some cases or in other cases, they just don't know how mm-hmm. to study and to connect the dots, which is one reason I'm writing all these books. Not that I know everything, but I've learned a lot and I do know how to connect the dots. Yes, you do, brother. Law enforcement days. And I happen to have been trained in some really a really good uh, solid uh, conservative seminary back in the day. And so I know how to do it. And I'm trying to get these things out there so that they can see them. And when they do, when they read them, like my last two especially, the one one just released yesterday, Gods of Ground 0, and uh the one that released just about 6 or 7 months ago, uh, Gods and Thrones, they both kind of go together. Um those mm-hmm. books, I mean, the Maybe. pastors and we, teachers that are reading them is just it's rocking their world.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now that's news to me about the the uh, the latest book that just released. Maybe we need to talk about that one on the other side of the break. Yeah,
1: I would love to. God of oh. Ground Zero. Yeah, you should already have your copy, brother. If if, if you don't have it, we'll get one to you. Oh, but you yeah, you got to
0: get that one to me. So we got we got to take a bottom of the our news break. We'll be okay. right back, folks. Okay. And I heard, as it were, the noise of
1: thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see, and I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame.
0: Welcome back to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, if you're just joining us, folks, I have my very good friend, uh, brother and pastor, Carl Gallops. And, uh, brother Carl, I, uh, I just pulled it up, man. And we had a disconnect somewhere because I know usually I get your books, uh, right away. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, cause typically I would like to have read the book, but, uh, the book yeah. is gods of ground zero. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and run with it, brother. Uh, what's this book about? And, uh you know, why, uh, should our audience go out, run out and purchase it?
1: well listen I appreciate it and and you know my heart brother I'm not here to sell a book it's just I'm a preacher teacher of the word for decade after decade after decade and I I preach and speak in bible conferences prophecy conferences and And I'm continually digging and studying and connecting dots and backing it up with scholarly commentary, scholarly research, with with Hebrew and Greek word studies. But I write it at a level for everybody in the pew that anybody can understand it so they can know the deep truths and connections of God's word. But the deal is if 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 you're going to get it to the masses if you're going to get it to the world and make a difference you got to do so, you got to put it in a book or a movie right. or something yeah. because you can't just you know stand in front of a thousand people at a prophecy conference and expect the world to know about it so you know so you have to kind of tell people about the books and mm-hmm. i put a year of of writing and research and effort into uh, writing these books so that's why people need to get it but this gods of ground zero brother Listen, it blew me away when I was writing it because I knew 80% of what's in this book I already knew and I've been preaching and teaching and I thought, you know, I've got to get this on paper mm-hmm. and I've got to connect the dots. And by the way, I'm going to tell you and your audience what those dots are in a second. But, I, I, but then as I started doing it, and I started going back thousands of years into the ancient Jewish mindset of of scriptures. Then I started coming up into just the last 100 years of the classical scholars and what they had been seeing in the scriptures regarding the things I'm getting ready to talk about. And I saw that dozens and dozens had seen the same things that I've mm-hmm. been seeing. And, and, and they just hadn't connected the dots in one particular place. Then I started going to the Hebrew lexicons and the Greek lexicons and studying the ancient languages and the variations and the nuances of the meanings of the words that are in the scriptures, and I said, oh, my God gosh, it's right here before our eyes, and we haven't seen it. Most of us haven't seen it, preached it, taught it. So I had a bunch of aha moments, but as I put the manuscript together and got it in readable form, I sent it out to some pre-readers, mm-hmm. and I had a New York Times best-selling author write me back. I would give you his name. Your, your audience would know him, but he, I didn't ask permission, and he. Okay. but he wrote me back, and he said, Carl, he said, this is the best book that I have ever read that unfolds the understanding of the Bible. He said, I've never read anything better. Those those were his words, not Mm -hmm. mine. And I'm just, I was blown away. I was so humbled. I wrote him back. I said, brother, thank you. He said, I'm serious, Carl. This has rocked my world. And and then just the other day, I heard from another best-selling author who, well, just two days ago, actually, uh, said something very similar. Then yesterday, I had another national best-selling author on my show uh, we were talking about something totally different in the middle of it. He just stopped. He says, i got to say something to your audience. You don't know I'm going to say this. And I said, w-, I was thinking, oh, my gosh. Don't you hate <laughs> that when the guest says that, Brother Crack?
0: <laughs>
1: I, I kind of
0: like it, you know, because you know, it, it, it makes it interesting. and keeps folks yeah. on edge. Well, yeah. it does. But, you know, I'm live radio, and he says that. But he says, you know,
1: several months ago, you sent me your manuscript for your book, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, I hope he's going to say something good since that's where he's going. <laughs> but he just went, and he basically said the same thing. Mm-hmm. He said, Carl, he said, it, it, this has changed the way that I read my Bible. He said, it's unbelievable that the, the things that you have exposed and revealed, and it's all backed up. He says you can't you can't argue with it, and I said, "Well, brother, you know the haters will find a way to argue with it." But anyway,
0: they will. You trust yeah. me.
1: But, but but anyway, so the point is, I said all of that to say to your audience. I'm not here to sell a book. I'm here to get people into the Word of God mm-hmm. and to find out why the headlines are the way they are, what's happening in this world, why it's going so crazy, why it literally is becoming exactly what Jesus said it would when he said, it will be like the days of Noah. It will be like the days of Lot before the coming of the Son of Man. But, but Gods of Ground Zero explains everything i mean explain in fact one person wrote me back and said this explains everything (laughs) Mm -hmm. this book explains everything and i said oh my gosh that's a i gotta use that (laughs) but it but it does all right now let me just explain the title and then a general overview and then brother you can ask anything you want
0: of course okay
1: but the but the title gods of ground zero let me just deal with the word gods that you know from my uh, from my book per, 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 uh, prior to this gods, gods and, and thrones, thrones. Mm-hmm. and and you remember and your audience will remember that word gods it's little g with an f it comes right out of the bible it mm-hmm. you know thou shalt have no other gods before you i mean god himself used the word right. um, and, and, and 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 it generally speaks um, it can it can speak of either the angelic realm. You say, God God calls the angels gods, little g with an s. Yes, he does. It comes from the Hebrew word Elohim. His name is Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. And then he said, let there be light. He said, let there be living things. He said, let us make a man. So it's in the singular, so we know we're talking about God, the creator. Mm-hmm. But when the the words around it Uh, refer to plural like psalm 82 where it says elohim sits among the council of the elohim and he Mm -hmm. says to them have i not called you elohim now you say that's kind of confusing and here's how it translates in the english god sits in his divine council among the gods little g Mm -hmm. and he says have i not called you gods little g So what we discover is that that term gods can mean the angels, it can also mean the fallen realm, it can mean the demonic, and there are passages, for example, in Deuteronomy that speak of the gods, little g, that are not really gods, little g, rather they are demons, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And God, that's why God says, you shall have none of these other Elohim before you, little E. Hmm. I am Elohim, big E. I am the Creator. I am the Lord God. You shall not worship these fallen ones, these gods. Good. All right. So, so the angels
0: say, and the demons, the, or the angels the and context. the fallen angels, those that got yes. kicked out of heaven.
1: Yes, depending upon the context. Yes, right. and that's so important. And listen, that's like our, our English word, dear. If I just say to you, Brother Craig, deer, right now you're thinking, did he just see one deer on the side of the road, or is he looking at a herd of deer standing in a field? Well, you don't know, because I haven't put any qualifiers. If I say, look at that deer, then you know it's one deer. If I say, look at those deer then you know it's a herd or, or or two or three
0: or four. You know, so, I just had that conversation with my granddaughter uh, two weeks ago. We saw some deer, and she put an S on it, and I, t- yeah. I had to explain that to her. Well, sweetheart, deer, you you never put an S on it. It could be one or it could be more than one. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, well, and it's exactly, and the word buffalo is the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. And so, um, and, and, and then Elohim is like another strange English word glasses. Mm-hmm. If I say, I need my glasses, what do you think I need? Well, most people would think you're talking about the things you put on your eyes. But what if I'm preparing a picnic and I'm setting the dishes on the table and I turn to you and say, okay, now I need my glasses? Mm -hmm. well you know i need to go to the cupboard and pull down drinking vessels and a bunch of them because i meant it plural but if i say i need those things that go on my eyes that's a singular thing Mm -hmm. yet the word is the same and it means two different things and one of the uses is plural and one of them singular Mm -hmm. so how in the world do we know what glasses we're talking about context elohim is one of those words it's exactly the same as that in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. So when we find the word Elohim in the scriptures, we have to know which kind of Elohim are we talking about. We have to know how many. Are we talking about the one true God, Elohim, capital E? Or are we talking about the little gods, little g, little e, Elohim? So the title, gods of ground zero, refers to all of those. It refers to the Lord God. It refers to Satan, the God, little g, that fell. It f- refers to the demonic realm. It refers to the angelic realm. It oh, talks God. about the spiritual warfare that is so pervasive in this world that, uh, that accounts for the headlines. But get this ground zero. Mm-hmm. I know when people hear that, they think, oh, yeah, you're not 9 11
0: ground zero. Yeah. Now, of course not.
1: <laughs> of course not. Well, see, but the term ground zero. It wasn't just invented for 9-11. It's right. just that's the way people think of it. But, mm-hmm. but the word ground zero means a foundational, unprecedented event that occurred someplace that was the launching pad for something, usually something horrific. It doesn't always have to be, but again, right. context. Mm-hmm. But I go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, and I declare, the word of God declares, that's the cosmic ground zero. That's the first terrorist attack. That's where the first false prophecy was given. That's where the first lie was told. That's where the fall occurred. That's where the first judgment was was given from heaven's throne. That's where the first prophecy of the coming Messiah was first given. I mean, that place is filled with unprecedented events in the history of the cosmos. It is ground zero. Mm -hmm. But... Once we study through the whole garden thing and find out who was really there, was it really a walking, talking snake? No, it was not. The rest Mm -hmm. of the scriptures tell us it wasn't, and I outlined this in my book. By the way, everything that I say, I'm I'm not pulling this stuff out of my back pocket, Brother Craig.
0: Oh, yeah, I I can tell. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, no. But, see, this is what uh, the people that uh, make fun of Christians they take the cartoon version, mm-hmm. uh, like the the little stories that yep. maybe you tell uh, your children in a little yep. children's book just to get them in the habit of reading. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's sad that uh, people grow up and they never outgrow that.
1: Well, listen, you're right. And this is the point of my book. This book has a dozen or more astounding revelations about the Word of God, about how it connects to life things that will help people make sense of the entirety of the word of god that they've never seen before. I'm telling you, New York Times best-selling author told me that. I he said I've been writing about the Bible for years. I'm a New York Times best-selling author. I have never seen this stuff. This has this has rocked my world. It's the best book I've ever read. And and so I'm telling you, and it's not because I'm so smart, brother, because it's just that I'm connecting the dots and I'm putting it in one easy to read book. 40 chapters. Each chapter has four or five pages. That's all. They're short. They're snappy. They're powerful. Each one of them packed with, oh my gosh, moments. Mm -hmm. And it connects the dots from chapter one through chapter 40. And by the time you get to the end, you put it down and take a breath and say, I see so much clearer now. But the bottom line is, it's just what you said, brother. Brother Craig, we've turned ground zero into a children's bedtime story with a walking, talking snake handing a woman an apple which isn't even there, mm-hmm. um, and we tell everybody, okay, that's why we're in such bad shape, little Susie, little Johnny, because a walking, talking snake. That sounds like something out of mythology, brother. Yeah. And and what? So everybody's going to hell. And the whole world is immersed in disease and corruption and crime and filth and perversion and sexual degradation and plagues and, 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 and all, and every, and and unless you're under the blood of Christ, billions of humans are on their way to hell. I mean, because a talking snake handed a woman an apple? Really? <laughs> no. Well, listen. No. See, but the whole thing is presented metaphorically. Now listen, I want your mm-hmm. r- listeners to hear me. Go ahead. The, the Garden of Eden was real. Adam was real. Eve was real. The fall was real. The judgment was real. How do we know these things? Because the rest of the Bible tells us those things over and over and over. But watch this. The walking, talking snake, a metaphor. The trees and the fruit, metaphors. How do we know? As you will see when you read my book, because the rest of the Bible Old Testament and New Testament, and out of the mouth of Jesus. This is going to shock people when they read this. It tells us it was metaphor. Mm-hmm. It was not a walking, talking snake. It was Satan.
0: Now, okay? can we, we, we need to take a quick break, our final break of the day, and when we come back, we'll, we'll give it back to you, Brother Carl. If you're, if you're just joining us, we have my good friend, brother, and yes. Pastor Carl Gallops discussing his latest book, Gods of Ground Zero. We will be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood wash it for me. And that Thou bidst me come to Thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, with my guest, uh, my friend and brother, Pastor Carl Gallups. And uh, I hope you guys were listening to that giving ad uh, for me to stand behind this microphone. Uh, and that old saying is true, freedom is not free. And uh, for those of you who may be inclined to uh, share a little something this way uh, to my organization, the First Amendment, Inc., Uh, which keeps us on the air. Uh, If you go to our website, thereallyrealdeal.com, you can simply click the donate button. But for those of you who perhaps do not go online and you want to just send in an old-fashioned check in the mail, the address is 8659 Staples Mill Road, 8659 Staples Mill Road, Richmond, Virginia, 23228. Richmond, Virginia, 23228 two two eight and uh and we thank you and uh we did get uh some donations last week and I just want to say thank you to uh if the donors are listening uh thank you and God bless you and uh and brother Carl uh you we we got eight minutes left brother
1: yes sir yes right, uh, so I'll keep going okay yes
0: please do okay. this <laughs> is so important to get people to reading the word of God there's so much in okay. God's Word that can really, has the power to save lives. Yes,
1: thank you. And, and I'll keep an eye on the clock. Okay, well, let me just say this. So ground zero, of course, now we know it's the Garden of Eden. That, the Garden of Eden is the reason why you and I have a sin nature, why 7 billion people on the planet do and the billions before. It's the reason why we're reading all the filth and the degradation in our headlines. It's the reason why when Jesus said it's going to be like the days of Noah and the days of Lot in the last days, that we're actually watching that happen. It's the reason why we know that Israel has returned. Jerusalem has returned to the capital of Israel. All of that is happening in the last days just as the Bible says. We're watching the nations surround Jerusalem, either with their violence and their and their talk of overthrow, or joining their militaries. Russia and China right now are doing nuclear war exercises in the Middle East and, and around the world. Uh, that was announced just a couple days ago. Turkey's falling into an Islamic caliphate. Russia, China, Iran, and Turkey are in cahoots all around Israel. Syria's in a fallen state of, of, of civil war that they'll never recover from. This is absolutely these are amazing times, and it all traces back to the Garden. Once we understand what the Garden of Eden really was about, and we connect the dots of the dozen plus scriptures after Genesis 3 that speak directly about the Garden of Eden, tells us what the trees were, tells us what the fruit was, tells us who the walking, talking snake was. See, a walking, talking snake is never again mentioned in the Bible, never, mm-hmm. out of anybody. But we are told about the ancient serpent, which goes all the way back to the garden, and then it says, Who is Satan? We are told in Ezekiel 28 when God said, you were in the garden of Eden. You were my anointed cherub. Oh, so he wasn't a walking, talking snake. He was one of the cherubim, one of the living creatures around the throne of God, a worship leader, a guardian of the holiness of God's throne. Yes, that's who was in the garden. Why was he there? God tells us, I appointed you as the guardian cherub. He was the governor of the Garden of Eden. He was sent from the throne of God to be the overseer, and instead he profaned it, and instead he stole it. He called God a liar. He took it for his own, and God gave it to him until it's redeemed and restored under the blood and the soon coming of Jesus Christ. The whole Bible is about the Garden of Eden. From from chapter 3 to Revelation 22, where we find the restoration of the Garden of Eden, it literally says that. The tree of life will be there, the river of life will be there, the throne of God will be there, but it's called the New Jerusalem. And so from Genesis 3 to Revelation 22, the whole Bible is about what Satan has turned into a children's bedtime story, you never hear the truth, truth preached from pulpits. You never heard it taught in Sunday schools. You never see these dots connected because Satan is the deep state. He is the fake news. He's covering it up so nobody will know. Now, I want to give one quick little gem from mm-hmm. my book to your listeners before we have to go. I'm watching the clock, brother. Okay. Because this is just one of dozens like it. There's only three times in the New Testament the word paradise is used. But and you look in any Greek dictionary, any Greek lexicon, and you'll discover that every one of them say that word in English comes from a Greek word that comes from the Hebrew phrase, Gan Eden, Garden of Eden. Mm. The word paradise translates in the Jewish mind, Garden of Eden. Now, let's look at the places where it's used. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, it says, and those who to who overcome and follow the Lamb, it says they will be given the right to eat of the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. Then when you get to Revelation 22, you hear about the tree of life being restored, and it's the new Jerusalem. And so you hear that. You hear in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul says, I know a man that was caught up to paradise, mm-hmm. to the third heaven. He's speaking of himself. Of himself. He was caught up to the Garden of Eden, the real Garden of Eden that's guarded by the cherubim in the spiritual dimension. And and but, the, but get this, brother. Here's the third time. Jesus is on the cross, downtown Jerusalem. The thief turns to him and says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said, today you'll be with me in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Brother... Ground zero is Jerusalem. Ground zero is the Garden of Eden. It's always been about when God brought his children out of Israel, he says, I'm going to take you to the place where I have put my name. I'm going to take you to the place where you will build a temple, where you will fellowship, where we will fellowship. We will restore a Garden of Eden existence as much as can be restored in a fallen creation until the new Jerusalem comes down. Yeah,
0: powerful stuff, brother.
1: The power of the Bible, the message. (laughs) That's just one little piece of tidbit of dozens like that that are revealed in this book, Gods of Ground Zero.
0: Yeah, powerful stuff. Gods of Ground Zero. Now, folks can get it, I take it, at uh, Amazon.
1: Yes, they can get it anywhere. Good books are sold, and if they don't have it in stock, they can order it. But Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, uh, yeah, CarlGallops.com, just all over the place. But it released yesterday. It's already number one bestseller in new releases on Amazon, and it was just released yesterday, less than 24 hours ago.
0: Wow. Yeah, powerful stuff. And uh, I am really looking forward to my copy coming in the mail, brother. (laughs) yes <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's coming i will make that happen i will start the process today
0: oh, okay god bless you and uh, give your lovely bride uh our best and um you know mrs hatchett and i um you. you know we think of you guys often and uh we really need to take that trip down there to florida and and uh break bread with you brother Thank
1: you. I would be honored. You give Kimberly and your father-in-law my love. I know both of them and I'm, I'm just honored to be a part of your family in that way. I will give your love to my wife, Pam, and to your listeners. God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you always. And thank you, Brother Craig, for having me on today. You're it's so kind.
0: A, it's a pleasure and an honor and uh, looking forward to doing it again sometime soon, brother.
1: Me too, brother. All me right. Too. God Take bless. Care. Bye-bye.